yeah, when we're in that relationship, you know. And you would think it's it's the more real the world would be, the more real you take it to be. That's the that's the level of effect it'll have on you. It has to get your juice, yeah. So you give it to it, and you're in a relationship already with the world, and the world can impose its supposed will on you, yeah. And then you got to hope and pray or do whatever it is, try to manage and control or minimize and just hunker down into okay, as long as I'm not, no one's yelling at me, that's successful or whatever. Yes. So we, everyone plays slow, but it's all based. Everyone will take it to this reality, but they won't see the reality they are. That everything springs from us as mind, not at us as a body. Yeah? Everything is springing from us as mind, not at us as a body. Yeah? So the body gets affected, things happen, yes, and the thoughts have a flavor that the body and the, its effects are your effects. You're, this is happening to you, and once that that's locked in place, it just rips unbelievably. Yeah, and people are getting into. I mean, in my little community, there's so much shenanigans going on and suffering. You know, people are just getting into like you leave them and you shake their hand and you just go home and maybe watch a basketball game or something like that. They're fucking out. Shit's hitting the fan unbelievably. You know, shit's going on. Yes, is, who are you looking for? You. Oh, I'm right. Oh! We've been outside. Oh, you have been. Is anyone else out there? Not. I haven't been here for a while, so. Oh, well. Welcome. As long as you're not the authorities, you're welcome. <laughs> How did you hear? How do you know about us? Um, my friend Marilyn Sally. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I've been wanting to come for a while. Oh, good. Well, well now I'll have to sort of start over again. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, there's no real starting over. Uh, we have this little chorus back there, yes? <laughs> And sometimes we sink in perfectly with it. Yes, really, exactly. The point I'm attempting to get across gets amplified by these complete strangers in the other room. See, this is the choreography of life that you can be privy to if you get out of the ass of self. Yeah? You can sense the magic. See, magic isn't going to impose itself on you because there isn't any. You give it the meaning of magic. You and I. Yeah? We've been waiting for someone to deliver the goods, but we're the goods that we want to be delivered. Yeah? Not as what we're taking ourselves to be, but as what we are. Yeah? And it's a simple thing. This quote-unquote approach would be termed more as a negation. Yes, If you look at any kind of old uh, spirituality or whatever, or ways of life, Buddhism has quite a lot of it, where you negate things, and then you get to a point where there's nothing left but you, you know, and that's what you've been looking for the whole time, yeah? One of the things you negate is this body, yeah? So, you, so it's like, not this, not this. So when somebody, uh, like tonight, wherever you were, no one was talking about the effects of gravity, probably. Were they, today? Have you ever heard of that as a cafe thing, when you were getting a latte? 
oh, gravity is really fucking heavy on my right shoulder today. You know, I must have done something to bother gravity. No, not at all. Yet, as the body, it's constantly being influenced by gravity. When you go up a steep hill and you blame the hill for being steep, it's the gravity, really, that's producing the experience. Not the hill. It's the gravity. Yeah? So... And the thing is, this is seemingly always under its influence, so it doesn't know. We don't know its influence. The only way you would know its influence is by its absence. So you go into an anti-gravity chamber, or you look at the space station, and they're floating around. They're having an intimate experience of its absence. What it would be like not to be under the influence of gravity. Yeah. And that's the only way they can really have a clear hit about the influences of gravity. Yeah. So here, many of us are under an incredible influence, a mental influence, called self-centeredness. Yeah. The thought system, you know, my, we go over this all the time, they've heard this plenty of times, but it's good as an introductory offer, yeah? <laughs> the thought system which is mostly what's telling us how things are, how they were, how they're going to be. Yeah, isn't it? It's informing us of a lot of things. In other words, a lot of times, we could actually be seen as pretty much out to lunch and waiting for the head to tell us how things are going. Yeah? Like a lot of people go to work and they'll have a... You know, they go through their eight hours a day and they get home and around eight o'clock at night, the, they, get the, they get the message from central office, you had a bad day. Yeah? Now, you would expect that you would notice having a bad day while you were having the bad day. But a lot of us don't even notice. We wait, and we have to be informed how we feel, you know, you know what, that, what that person, what they did, what it meant. All it does, we wait for the thought system to sort of instruct us and inform us about what's going on, which would imply we're pretty much out to lunch, really. Yeah. Like a little baby is is experiencing, but without much interpretation. You know, they're just having an experience of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, farting, shitting, all of this. And yet, but it's there's no. It doesn't need a head to say, "Oh, oh, little Jimmy, you just took a shit." It just takes the shit. You know what I mean? The shit happens, and then it just goes on to the next event. You know what I mean? But us. There's a usually, uh, it's like being in a football game, and instead of really following the game while you're playing, you're listening to the commentator up in the booth. You know, the commentator, oh, this doesn't look good for the home team. You know what? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh I'm, I got a real strong feeling you're going to lose. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it has an un, really an undue influence because it's usually quite wrong. Yeah, it usually doesn't have a clue what's going on. If you want to find out, just do it like a basic inventory of one day or two days. Just write down when you woke up, you know, the time. You know, when you took the shower, just what you did, yes? And then compare it to the narration of what you were doing. Not being enough, I should be doing more. (laughs) There's a huge difference just between the living and the interpretation. To such an extent that we've forgotten a lot of levels of the living and we're just up the ass of the interpretation, yeah? Where the interpretation actually overrides what actually seems to happen here. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? We can't even recognize what's going on because we think we've been informed of what's going on. Yeah? And it does it all day. And it, so there's the thought system. The thought system is informing you and interpreting a life for you. Yes? And what happens is, while you become embedded in that, that interpretation, you start losing the sense of being alive. Yeah. Now, the mental state fills that vacuum and tells you what you need to do or to have to refeel being alive. Yes? So let's say you've got to get a much better job than the one you have. Now, and you better kiss the next boss's ass, even sleep with them if you have to, because you've got to get this and that. And if you get this and you, ha- and you do that, it will turn into, I'll be something. Yes? But it's all based on the, on the lie that you're not something already. Yeah? So you're usually driven to accrue value every day. And then the mental accountant goes over it, and he's got a very strange book, because what seemed to be okay yesterday now isn't enough. So, do, 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 do. And you, you're, you're unduly influenced by this take. Why is that? Yeah. What would allow what we are to fall under that so deeply and get so entrenched in it? Well, I'm going to tell you what I think it is. What's been revealed, and it's this identification as the center of the whole system, self. The identification as self is basically the stock version of what's going on here in the mental interpretation. But what it does is, when you fall under its sway, the self turns into this magical, mythical, all-important thing, me. Yes, me. Distinctly different from all these other yous, just by because it's me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you have the same version of the thought system, and there's, there's variations. If you're born in England or in you know, Africa, you're going to have a variation on it, but the thought system is self-centered to some greater extreme or less extreme. Yes? And everyone who has the thought system or is, is, is in the body that, that's run by one, that there's a production that happens when listening to the thought system, that a sense of me occurs, which is incredibly unique, seemingly, which it isn't really, because if you saw it, it's just what, when you're identified with the system called self-centeredness, you'll know it by calling it me, yeah? basically. That's, you, that's pretty much your sunk then, because now me is established as you, which it isn't, but now it takes the position of being you, and that you needs a lot of fucking shit. It needs a lot of help. It needs a lot of this. It needs a lot of that. And it never seems to be filled up or satiated. It seems like it keeps needing and needing and needing and needing and needing. And all of its little formulations of, well, if you do this and get this, you'll arrive. Every arrival is just, is, is, never becomes the destination. You just take off to another. Yeah, and so on and so forth. And in a way, it's like a form of slavery. Because now you've been totally evacuated, seemingly, from your own life and been given an interpretation. Yeah. Of course it's going to produce an effect, irritability, restlessness, and discontent. 
What would a lion do if he forgot that he was a lion and he'd been living like a sheep for 30 years? He'd probably be fucking pretty pissed off all the shit he took and everything like that because inherently he realized I could have ripped that fucking person's throat off who used me for a sweater last summer. Whatever. You know? But he's defined by the sheepness so he's very irritable restlessness and, and not satisfied or unfulfilled no matter how great a sheep he seems to be it's still not going to make it it's not going to ring the bell because he's not a sheep and you're not a body and you're not a mental idea I don't know what you are but I know you can find out yeah not by looking for it from where you're looking from, but by looking at what's looking from. See it. See what's going on. See if what I just said has a little similarity or a feeling of, of resonance with you, because you're probably under the same thought system that we all are in here. Yeah? And the thought system, when it's been doing its job, it produces a sense of a me to protect itself. Because you'd get rid of this fucking failed system if you could see it as foreign to you. But because you're identified as it, you fucking, you'll die for it to be right. You know what I mean? You'll fight for it. You All this shit. You'll be totally enslaved to its agenda and its survival drive. Not your own. <clears throat> so I don't know. This dawned on me. I came in through recovery... And I was a cocaine intravenous user. So I spent many a 10-day retreat <laughs> doing coke. I'd be up for like 10 days, and that head revealed itself unbelievably. Though there was no relief or a solution to it, because I took myself to be the thinker. And I took myself to be the object of those thoughts. But I saw the system pretty fucking clearly many, many, many times in a long, long period of time of awakeness, yeah? Of being up for days and days. And the suffering and the exquisite suffering your head can produce and my head can produce is unbelievable. I had a simple example. I always use it because it makes it very, very clear to see. There was a friend of mine, lived in Australia, and I was there. And he had a very pretty girlfriend, and, but he wasn't really paying much attention to her, and he was hanging out. And then, uh, and I watched because I was there about four or five times in Perth, Australia. And then she left him, and as soon as she left him, it dawned on him, finally, that she was the source of all his happiness. Yeah? You cannot believe the exquisite suffering that was produced by that believing that. Now, he had the source of his seeming all his happiness for two fucking years. He wasn't drinking from it then. But suddenly, she leaves and it dawns on him, just miraculously at the same time, she was the source of all my happiness. And it let him all, he tried to kill himself because he believed it so deeply. And so would you and I. We'd go into, we'd go into dire straits if we believed that the source of our happiness was around and then now it left and there was no recourse ever to find it again. You would feel fucking pretty fucking shitty if you believed it. Yes? That's what it's doing all day. We have to see it. This isn't about waiting for the Savior 
of the millennium. It's not about that. It's not about signing up for a 40-week 40, 40 class and having internet you know, discussions about our condition. It's about seeing. Seeing what you're not. Seeing what you're not. And take the step of, oh, the world is real and it's imposing itself on me. To go, keep going here and see who that me is. See who's behind this all. And there isn't anyone. You're not a thing. And yet your mental state thinks in thingness. When there's an action, it says there must be an actor. When there's a scene, there must be what was seen and the seer. It goes on and on. This is a failed freaking system to rely on in this life. Many of us were just driven to get loaded to get some fucking relief. Because if I'm not going to escape from this, I'm going to stay as high as I can. Until I went to another institution, another jail, another death. It made total, total sense to me in that situation. Hey, I can't get out of this fucking loop. Let me forget about it as much as possible. Yeah. Society, what did it do? It, it just said, we're going to punish you if you keep doing it. I was the alcoholic of my type. I'm willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. I could give a fucking shit. I'm going to wait them out, and as soon as I get out, I'm getting loaded again. Yeah. What would drive someone so insane? What would do that? What would have the power to drive you to such lengths that you couldn't bear being conscious here? There is a solution. And the freedom or the solution is from you, not for you, not as you, not by you, not by another you, not from another you, but it's from that. The freedom is from self. Yeah. It says to abandon yourself. How could you abandon what you are? It would be an impossible statement to ask anyone. Abandon what you are. How could you? You are that. He's not saying that, though. He's saying abandon yourself. Yeah. If you break it down, abandon, which means just fucking get rid of, you know, just let, let it go and move on. Your, which is the act of claiming something that isn't you, and then self. So abandon yourself. Where do you do it? You don't have to abandon the self. Abandon the your. See that it isn't yourself, you're not that, and you'll be freed from its influence, at least either slowly or quickly, but it's going to progress, and it's going to be inevitable. You will get freedom from the bondage of self. Most people I meet are trying to get freedom from self as a self, and it's impossible. How can you get freedom from what you're taking yourself to be? The only way you could see that happening is blowing your brains out, which a lot of people do. The only way they think they can stop is stopping their whole system. It's because they're identified. The mental state has them, and there's no possibility of being free from it, so they say, let's just end it. You know? Let's just end the whole thing. But what would happen if you could see this hostile, or just this, it doesn't even mean hostile, it's giving it too much credit, just like this a malaise that's stretched out over time, that now when you were a kid and playing, you weren't worrying about will you be playing next week, because time hadn't set up yet. Time is a structure that we built, 
And now we're enslaved to it. We don't care if I feel good now. How am I going to feel later? That's more important than how I feel now. That just blows my fucking mind every time. I talk to people, oh, don't worry, I will be okay. How about now? No, no, let me have, no, I'm dealing with this, but I will be. Okay, like this promise of a future okayness when you've just auctioned off your okayness to that promise. I will be anything, but am I now? Why is it that this, this relevant condition now is underemphasized and you're more worried about how it was and how it's going to be than actually how it is? I think that's really, really a, a real incredible bastardization of what's happening. And then we even turn the moment into something we can get into or we could be out of. Have you ever been anywhere other than where you've been in this fucking life? Have you? Have you thought enough so hard about next week you actually jettisoned into it and you were in next week? You were the first person to succeed in time travel? You went into next week? Have you? Is there a hotel you can book? I want to... Can I get a reservation for next week? No. Why? There's nothing there. Yes. All right, bring the pillows. We're all going to lay down. Get the onesies. We're ever lazy. We're just going to take a nap now. Give yourself a freaking break. Yes, just for an hour. Yes, we have the pillows here. We even have a chair that will fit your little statue, a little tiny chair, so you can feel like a little kid again. Oh, yes. We've got cookies and milk if you're, you know, soy milk if you can't drink milk, rice milk. <laughs> So this whole idea is identifying yourself as something that you're not through the relevance of the body, yes? So the body is taken to be you, but that's not sufficient for the mental state. It turns that you into a special thing, a special body, which is called me, that has the attributes of spirit, but is a body. So now consciousness isn't seen as this incredible infinite space, it's, some, it's an attribute you have. I'm more conscious or less conscious or this or that, yes. <laughs> seeing, I'm the one who's seeing, all right. And put your eye open and swear, make a vow, you never want to see a fucking pigeon and one flies by, you see it. <laughs> Tell me, have you ever, when do you ever have feelings and then you go, I, didn't want, I don't want to feel that, but you felt it already, yes? Something's happening before your interpretation kicks in. Yeah, conscious contact. You're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Then the head arises after the fact and says, I didn't want to feel that, but you have no power to stop it. 
I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have any resentment today. You're resenting in five minutes. You, you, you have this delusion. We have this delusion that we have some sense of power when we don't have any power. Like in AA, it says, "Hey, lack of power is our dilemma." Why is it a dilemma? Lack of power is the solution if you admit it. But when you're exerting power, the lack of power is a big dilemma because you don't have any power. Yeah? Things aren't going to go the way you thought. Why? You don't have power. You don't have enough influence to change things. Yeah? But the delusion is so stubborn, you keep going to the same well. You haven't gotten water out of it in years. All you get is rationalizations, excuses, and blaming others for things not working out because you have no power. Any system, even a business like delivering furniture, if they always delivered the furniture on time exactly as you ordered it, yeah, pristine condition, would you need any rationalizations? as that business owner. No, you just showed up and brought it in exactly when you said you would. Any excuses? Oh, the traffic was heavy. No, you've always been on time. Rationale, any blame? Oh, that fucking other company. No, you wouldn't because you'd be wrong. That system, that business would be a successful business. It wouldn't need rationalizations, blames, and excuses to hide the fact it can't deliver the goods. That's what the head can't do. It can't deliver the goods, and it makes rationalizations, excuses, and blames you or others for the reason why you're not happy, joyous, and free right now. It will never deliver the goods. If it could have, it would have already. All we're listening to is a giant advertising campaign. So that what it does is it sells you a gold bucket, but there's no water in the well. You know, it sells you a 2,000-year-old bucket, but no water gets brought up. It doesn't have it. Question. Yes? Why is, why is everything wrong? Like, why do we get born into this wrong? Well, don't go with why, because it'll just, it's just, it's just purely from the mental state. Why not? Literally. Why not? See, this place, believe it or not, this is an idea, is, can only reach the level of seemingly so, which means it appears to be true or false to us. Yeah? We are the reality. Not as this. This is part of the dream, the body. Yeah? But what's seeing, what's hearing, what's feeling, what's tasting, what's behind it all is real. It is the reality. Yes? And it's lending the reality to this place. So the mind is dreaming this place up. Yeah? And part of the dreaming of this place, you as, as a body is not exempt. This has been dreamt. The mind is dreaming this body. Yeah. Now it's moving through this body and then experiencing itself as things, but what happens is the body, and the brain is part of the body, the brain has decided that it's the one who's seen. Yeah? But let's say the body loses life and that eye didn't get hurt in the, in the passing away, it's not seeing ever again. But if it was taken out of that dead body, put in a live body, it would facilitate seeing. Yeah? So it's not the eye that's seeing, the eye facilitates seeing. Yeah? What is that which is seeing? Is it you?
I close, when you close your eyes, you don't, it doesn't stop here, does it? And behind the cheekbone, you know what I mean? This is where you at, this is it. <laughs> this is all of you right here. Give me a fucking break. I mean, you take the, the realities of when you were a kid, they were, they were more authentic than all the other takes we've been given since. You close your eyes, you, you know? You weren't behind here, you weren't in a 6-1 body. <laughs> oh, this is it. This is me. And then I don't know what all this is. Let's just forget about it. And then there's you, start there. You know, and we're so different. Yeah. But what's seeing here is the same thing that's seeing from there. Yeah. If you want to take it as an unholy trinity, or one part of it holy, the I, you, and me. Let's say the I is spirit or awareness or consciousness. You know, whatever name you want to give it. it just, just hold it as something that's not in a form. It's not a thing, yeah? So there's the I, and the I is looking out of every one of these U's, yeah? And every one of these U's, because the I is moving through the U, the mental state comes up with the idea that the I and the U represent a me, yeah? So, so that's the living feeling of being under the influence of self-centeredness. You, have a, it does, you don't have a sense of self, you really have a sense of me. Because the, the, the sense of self has been identified as you. Yeah? So here's the yous, and all of you are never going to see me as other than a you. Yeah? You're never going to mistake me as a me someday. Yeah? So all, of, all the eyes are looking here at this you, yes? And now I'm looking back at all these yous from this you, but it's the eye, yeah? Yet, when the sense of seeing occurs, I feel it's me, and when the sense of seeing happens through this apparatus, that feels it's me. And you feel it's me, and you feel it's me, and you feel it's me, you see? So oneness is the eye, let's say, that's all that seeing. Then there's this appearance of difference, the body, which is the you. And then the me separates the one you from all the other yous. Yeah? And you become a certain, the most, you've been given the highest crown of all, me. Yeah? But in, your, in all of these other yous experiences, I'm a you. Never not to be one in your seeing or hearing me. Hey, you, you know, they're not going to go, hey, me. Hey, you, over there. They're not going to go, hey, me, over there. Yeah? So this you has been magically transformed into this, this unbelievable God-like, body-like thing called me. <laughs> it sounds great, but it isn't so. And so this me finds it in a position of playing God, but it has a big dilemma, it's lack of power. So I want people to do what I want them to do. If I can't buy them off or give them something they want, they're not going to do it in most cases, yeah? I don't want it to rain when it rains. I don't want to get sick when I, when I get sick. All these things, and it always butts up against this dilemma. Lack of power, yeah? So it has this, it's plain God, but it doesn't have any God juice. It's not making, it can drive you crazy in your little porno theater up there, but it can't drive most, and then if someone really likes you, maybe you can drive them crazy <laughs> for a certain period of time until they get sick and tired of you, and they'll be able to leave because they won't be calling that you me, 
but you can you get sick and tired of this, but you can't leave it. <laughs> because, because it's been crowned me. <laughs> this you would love to leave fucking things. <laughs> it's the bane of all the you's life. Is this me? Because the you is seen to be not enough. Not good looking enough. I can't we can't dunk, can't do this, can't surf, can't do that, da, 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 da. The you is constantly under a huge critique from the me point of view. That you aren't enough. Yeah. But not as the you. The you has no, the elbow has no opinion that it's less of an elbow than it's ever has been. You know, it doesn't have any, oh, I did something really bad when I was a younger elbow. It has none of, none of the body is just doing its little thing, yet it's saddled with this unbelievable, it's deemed to be the chariot of the God, of me, and it's fucking, it's fried out. You know what I mean? Look at what happened. I think when they first came up with that crazy thing called psychiatry, whatever, they had 11 mental diseases. Now there's like 520 that they've given name and form to. And you know what? They'll keep finding more. Yeah? They'll just keep giving more names and shit. Just go to the dictionary. Look up the word cell. Yeah? And then there's a hyphen. And there's like 160 descriptive statements. Self-emulation... And I'd say maybe 20 of them are, are sort of positive and 140 are sort of negative. I mean, do you want that interpretation? Do you want when everything's going well, you get suspicious how long it can last? But just a hint of it's going bad, you think you're entering a lifelong depression? Do you want to live under that fucking tyranny? I don't. I won't because I don't need to. If I see myself not as that, I can be radically free from it. Not trying to socialize it or civilize it or tithe it or buy it off. I'll buy that jacket, all right? Fuck it. Give me a break. Sure. I'll whatever. <laughs> it's not, it's insatiable. I heard this thing, they were talking in this recovery meeting last night about compromise, you know, compromise. And I said, you can't compromise with a parasite. It doesn't want half of your body or half of your life. It wants all of it. Yeah? It wants all of it. You're not going to tithe it to it. And it, it's like that snake. You can be really nice to it when, and buy its snake clothes and do all this shit. It's still going to bite you because that's its nature. You've got to see the nature of the mental state. It doesn't really take you to be it. It doesn't. I found that out when I was young. I was doing two hits of acid. And we are going to go to Madison Square Garden to see Rod Stewart. We've never made it. But, uh, and then my head said, well, I'm going to take nine downs. You know? Now, if, if the main instinct is self-preservation, that would have been insane for the body to take. Nine downs on two hits of acid. But to the mental state, it has no affiliation with the fucking body. It doesn't even like the body. It puts up with the body because that's its reference point. Without the body, its fucking story is so flimsy, it wouldn't be able to fool a damn thing here. But with the body, it can keep establishing, well, the scene is coming from here, so I must be the seer. The feelings are being felt here, so I must be... The hearing is happening from here, so I must be the hero. <laughs> Does it really love you? Give me a break, man.
It's using it for us, us for transportation. That's really what it's doing. <laughs> Look at one subdivision of the parasite. Alcoholism, yeah? So let's say the original parasite, in a way, is self-centeredness. Alcoholism comes or rises and affixes itself to the self-centeredness, and now it, it, now it makes the sense of self that's going to be produced a very similar one with every other person or host that's taken over, right? So that's why when you go to AA meetings, after a while, you have to realize, how do these people, where do they get my thoughts from? Because they sure seem to have the exact thoughts I have. They have the same feelings about life as I do. And they've done the same heinous things that I've done. You've got to see the mutuality. The one parasite has taken all these possibilities over. And it's been identified. But we keep identifying with it. Instead of just seeing the clarity of the identification of it, yeah, because it's very clearly said if you're in the into AA, self defeated us, <laughs> not the same thing, but sense of self in you, 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 you has been crowned me, and that's the act of being identified as a self, and that's the root of the problem. That's the exact nature of the mistake. Self cannot get out of self, so you can't get out of what you think you're in. There's no fucking way. So you have to, why, how, can I, how can I be the problem and then expect any kind of solution? Because the problem is identification as. You're not that, actually. That's the, that's the gold mine very few of us are mining. We are not that which we're taking ourselves to be. That's why we can be the problem and at the same moment be the solution. If the act of identified is in place and it's working its magic, you're the problem. If it isn't, you're the solution. You'll see it as a foreign installment. You'll see it as distinctly different than you. You start entertaining, you're not that, and more and more stuff will happen. You'll travel lighter, and it will stabilize, and you'll have a fucking... What, what I always wanted to get out of, and I would do almost anything to get out of it, now I realize uh, <laughs> I can't get out of what I'm actually not in. You know what I mean? <laughs> the dreamt object wants to leave the dream, but it only appears in the dream. The dreamt object isn't leaving the dream. They're going, oh, I'm free from the dream. That would still be the dream. <laughs> <laughs> hate to break the news to you, but it's true. <laughs> you have to, so this is just—it's just an invitation. You, know? you entertain it if you like. Don't doesn't matter. It's gonna—it's entertaining you anyway. But if you're here, that gives me a good indication that maybe you're open to something. And it's—you know—we serve you the spiritual subpoena. You're gonna get a you're gonna get a court date, but not to the court of mental courts, but to the court of light. And all your seeming trespasses will be annulled, like nothing ever happened. You can finally come off the biggest hook of all your own. It's all those things you believe, you you should have known better. You should never have done that thing, and you've been convicted, and you're just living on a sentence. And if you get through that one, it'll come up, oh, and I just remembered that time you did this. It's all boogeyman action, man. 
you're inherently okay. My body feels very strange now, but it's not me. My mental state is just, it's sort of like, it's like an (laughs) 8-track. It just loops around. And the less and less interest I have in it, the slower it's going. So it's sort of like, it can't even get up a good story to, to lay on me anymore. It's just, what the, you know, it just dies. It's just, it's just going, so that's, you know, forget that. Those things can be crazy. Emotional state, pretty subdued, you know. That to me is emotional sobriety. Everything is chilled out emotionally. Yeah? So I'm not seeking stability where there is no stability. Body, this or that, you know. Uh, but I am, I, I am not seeking what is stable because I'm that also. So I can't seek that either. Yeah? See, if you apply seeking to this, you'll never find. Because the what's looking is what you're looking for. So while you're looking for the truth, that's what the truth is, is what's looking right at that very second. You. Not as you take yourself to be, but as we are. Yeah? <coughs> It's a very sound principle, entertain it, and I bet you there'll be, uh, you'll know the tree by its fruits. You'll travel right through a lot of this instability of all the other conditions, yeah? And so most people, they're trying to, you know, you're confronted all day with circumstances and situations, yes? All right. Then there's also the body condition every day. When you're younger, you've got a break from it, but don't worry, it's coming. You know, its influence is going to grow. <laughs> to an incredible extent at times. So there's that. Then there's the mental state, or let's say the emotional state, you know, that wanting to have a sense of well-being, belonging, this and that. There's a lot of different flavors, but that state. And then there's the mental state, and the mental state has ideas about all the other states. It has told tons of ideas about the circumstantial and situational state. Tons of ideas about the body state. Tons of ideas about the emotional state. And there's tons of ideas about, quote-unquote, the spiritual state. But it's just, all it can do is, it has to uh, apply its own logic to that. So it conceptualizes spirit instead of living. Yeah? And then there's other levels, energy, we won't even go there. So here you're confronted with, for this, as I take it to be as me, I have to find stability in those states, because how they're going is how I'm going. Yeah? So let's say I get everything perfectly set in the uh, outside. I look really good on the outside, let's say. I have a car with gas. I'm going to have a very meager idea of success. Just a running car... You know what I mean? I got some clothes. I got basic cable at my house. Whatever. It is. So, but but there, there it's going. So it's pretty good. Then the physical state. So I just came out of a four-hour bath. I just had my feet massaged. I've been eating vegan food and all like this. I'm just my body, and I'm not moving, so it's not able to. I'm not stirring, so it feels like when I wake up in the morning. That's the best body experience I have. I just lay there, and my body isn't chirping at all. And it's like, oh, I'm freed from the body. <laughs> Once you get up, oh, Jesus, the knee. <laughs> all right, so now, 
Usually where we can't seem to get any stability in those three states, emotional, physical, and circumstance, situational, we may be driven to spiritual with the hopes that spirituality will bring some leavening to all this. (laughs) But the spirituality has nothing... It's not a topic. It's It's not like a goal. It's not an object. It's what we are. We are not a thingness, yeah? So you can't apply what you would apply to these other states, managing, controlling, doing this, seeking, achieving. It won't work, because you're inherently that, yeah? You'd have to not be that to try to get close to it. But you are that, so you can't be far from it, because it's all there is, yeah? All right. So... When you take yourself through your body in the mental state, your basic, your condition is based on all these other conditions, yes? I know people who, uh, they call me, a friend of theirs calls me and says, will you talk to this guy, Bob? But Bob's condition is based on his four kids' condition. Yeah? His kids are having trouble with drugs and this and that. So there's no point in me talking to Bob about his condition because his condition is their condition. Yeah? They're not doing well, he's not doing well. You see? Yeah. So in most cases, or let's say my, my, this guy who was just over my house today, his condition is based on his girlfriend's condition. When his girlfriend, in a whimsical way, kicks him out of the kingdom, he's fucking up Shit's Creek, yeah? Because he's relying on her, yes, to give to him what can only be had by being it, yeah? He's in a very unreliable situation. All's great as long as she's great. But she changes, and it's, he's, out, he's out of the kingdom. And then, oh, yeah. yeah. So you see that what you're living for is really a balancing act to get all these states in a certain sense or a certain way that you believe means you're okay. Yeah? Yet... Each one of these states is very variable. It's very volatile. Yeah? Let's say I have everything going well, and then I get a sinus infection. I don't care if I've been meditating 50 days in a row, and I thought, Serene, you're going to be fucked, as you know, with any body identification. It's going to kick a, you know, like a mule inside your head. So all your practices will <laughs> just with one sinus infection. Yeah? So you're very open. Your, your, your peace or your condition is very, very uh, unreliable because it's relying on all these volatile conditions that you can't seem to manage, yeah? I mean, most people don't even know if they have a cold or a flu. They, have, they, can't, they can't recognize what's bothering them. So with that, you're in the, in the dark about these things. You have a lack of power, which is a huge dilemma, but you assume you have power, so you're trying to manage and control like crazy, and you're also stretched out into time. So it doesn't even matter if you're okay now. Even if you're okay now, will I be okay tomorrow? Yeah. So how can you really enjoy being okay now with Monday looming over you or Tuesday looming over you? Yes? Like this giant weather front's always encroaching on my sunshine. Oh, it's fine now, but what about tomorrow? What's going to happen when I get home? You know what I mean? So there is no peace in that, obviously. Your mind is incredibly agitated trying to figure out how to keep all these things balanced. And it's got this huge wave of time, like a wave on the beach. You build your little sandcastle, and the wave comes and knocks it all down. 
you're in this fear of this happening because it's going to happen. So you're living in a very high level of agitation and anxiety dominated by the mental state. And the mental state will thwart any, any, any possibility of getting radical relief because it will go to where you think the relief is and then shit on the, on the seeming solution. So you'll go, self will start trying to become a spiritual self, but the dilemma is the sense of self is there. It's like the party's never going to be, you hear the party's going to be really good, but as soon as you get there, it sucks. You've got to put it together. You know? Why this isn't going is because I, the way I'm in it, my managing what can't be managed, my assuming I have power when I don't have power, it's causing a lot of turmoil and agitation, and I'm scared I'm not going to get what I want and lose what I have in those states. Yeah. Is there, a some, is there a state that's prior to those, that doesn't have the same quantities, doesn't have a large mass and then a, and then a dispersion, but is not a thing, it's always available at all times, right where you are? No matter what you think or what you've done or what you have or don't have, you still have access to it because you're it. Now, where would you believe that you could find reliability there while you're traveling through all these agitated, volatile states of an experience? Yeah, you would. And A puts it very clearly. He says, hey, why are you in so much fear today? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? So the system we're relying on has failed us. Yeah? And if we keep relying on it, we can expect more failings. Yeah? But he says, all right, perhaps there's a better way. What's the better way? Trusting something infinite rather than finite self. Exactly how he says it. Instead of trusting finite self, trusting something infinite. That's what we're doing. Yeah. The starting point is where, right where you are. And the level that you're ever going to be is going to be the level you're on right now. And then those levels will change and this and that. It won't matter because you'll gradually or quickly get a a tactile sense of freedom from that which is the cause of your agitation. And you'll know it's the cause of your agitation when you get relief from it. Just like I knew about gravity in the anti-gravity chamber. I'll know that self is what's blanketing this whole life experience on me by having relief from it. By having relief from it, you can get see its huge influence. <clears throat> One of the biggest things is you're stretched out in time. When you were a kid, you weren't in time. And there was wonder and awe, and you played, and this and that. You were much more flexible. Now we're like beholden, we're enslaved to time. Yeah. People are, I can't wait to get out of this meeting. I got Ajahn Das and a movie at home. We're trying to get these false securities to make it through another fucking time event. And yet there'll be another one tomorrow. You can feel super great at 9 o'clock, but 9 one it may be different. Yeah. Who knows when you'll be at 11? I mean, so much shit can happen in five minutes. You ever see that? I know people, they're doing great, then they're told they have cancer, and two weeks later they're dead. That state, seemingly stable, wasn't stable. The potentiality was always there. Something can happen. Yeah? 
It would be good if you were established in a prior state that could override all those things that are going to happen. Yeah? Because it doesn't have the quality of it didn't happen, then it happened, then it left. It's always there. The flavor of what you are is so supremely different than the mental interpretation we have. Yeah? You're so much more substantial being right present in this moment than all the substantiality you try to milk out of a mental interpretation of your fucking 70 years on the planet Earth. You're so much more substantial right at this very second by your inherent nature of being awake. to my homeland. Cherry blossom time. <laughs> Walking to the wall, the Great Wall of China. <laughs> so man, you know, check it out. Look at your thoughts and see maybe they're not yours. Yeah? Maybe ask yourself a subjective question. Like when you're worrying about next week, ask who's worrying about next week. Yeah, when it says me, ask who's that me. Put it to the test, see who shows up. See if you ever see what you are. Yeah. It doesn't matter about worrying next week. See? This isn't about having no thoughts or no never doing an action. It's the idea that you're not the thinker. Yeah? What's causing the thoughts to have so much power over us aren't this. It's not coming from the thoughts. It's coming from the idea of being the thinker of them. Once again, your energy or your reality is given over to something and then that something bites you in the ass. Yeah. So then you think it's the thoughts that are driving you crazy. They're being used to drive you crazy. But they're not what's driving you crazy. It's your energy. And you can withhold that energy. Not by an affirmation, but by a recognition, by having a sense of seeing, and then that becoming your, your starting point. The seeing, you, then your attention and interest will be withhold, withheld from the interpretation. You'll have, there'll, be a, there'll be an interpretation presented, but you won't enliven it with your belief. Yeah? You won't give it the technicolor product, the quality of the film, will severely be diminished without your interest in it. Yeah? yeah? Remember, the movie isn't so good. It's the audience. Yeah? We're giving it the meaning because it's about me. I'm totally enthralled with it. If I saw that same movie under another name, I'd be bored stiff. But as long as it's called Paul, and I'm like, I'm like oh, this is fucking... No one else is interested at all in it. At all. Ever. Who's going to go back other than you or your mom, to think about you five years ago or four years ahead. Nobody. The only one, the only mentality that's going to go there is yours because you're identified with the object that's being thought about. Oh, that's going to be me five years from now. And it's worthy of worry. You know? And it's worthy of recollection. That was me. I wouldn't fucking go there ten years past to Stanley's life. 
know what I mean? Stanley. Oh, I've been thinking of Stanley 10 years ago. I had a picture of what he was doing and I, who the fuck's going to do that? No one. But Paul, I'll write short stories about it. Oh, I was, that, I stole that thing and they caught me and it becomes this huge event. Why is that? Is the story that good or is it because you're the star of it? Yes. If you're going to put your finger, the thumb in the dike, recognize the hole. Recognize the hole. Where is it coming from? Where is it? Where is your energy leaking out from? Yeah. The thoughts aren't driving you crazy. They're being used to drive you crazy. Yeah. The feelings aren't driving you crazy. They're just feelings. But the my feelings is what gives them an engine to drive you crazy. Yes? The my, the act of being identified as the feeler, is what's giving all the juice to the feelings. The act of being identified as the thinker is what's giving all the juice to the thoughts. Yes? You know, the diagnosis needs to be clear for you to expect really radical results. You've got to get to the exact nature of the wrong. You can't just be sort of, oh, I think... No, because if you keep assuming that it's that... Yeah? And you try to get relief from that, you won't be getting relief from this. Yeah? And this is where the relief is. Relief from the idea of being Paul. Not relief for Paul, but relief from the idea of being Paul. Yeah? Yes. So. There you have it. I'm stoked, man. I think it's...